What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and as promised, we always going to bring you guys some heat. So today, I am my pleasure to bring this dude on, PFL light heavyweight contender. Dude is 11 and 1. Yes, he will choke you the fuck out. We are talking about Jordan Young joining us on the show today. Brother Jay, what it do, man? Welcome to The Fight Podcast. Man, Sergio, I appreciate you having me on, brother. Absolutely, brother. Well, check it out. I, I have to kick it off with this. Hey, man, why don't nobody want to fight you, man? What, what's going on? Everybody keeps switching, running around. What's up? Man, say, I took an L in my last fight. I think they know it's time for that get back. You know what, man? And, and, and here's the thing. For those who do not know, obviously, you're not ducking. You're not dodging anybody. You're a submission specialist. And the first dude you had that you were trying to fight was Vinny. Vinny Magalesh, everybody thinks Vinny's the dude, but now you have Tom Lawler. Tom Lawler, gritty vet, uh, but I think a lot of people, you know, he, he's not what I say he once was. Do you find this as an opportunity as like, and we'll talk about 2020, but how do you see this coming up for yourself? I think it's beautiful. I think that uh, all of the, um, <clears throat> all of the, what's the word? Like uh, all the benefits are on, on my side. I think that, um, you know, I'm the better fighter in every area of the game. And I think that Tom Waller is the perfect opportunity for me to go out there and uh, score some points. Oh, absolutely. And yo, and you did talk about scoring some points. And I have to ask you because you, you're a veteran of the game at this point in time. You're still a young dude, but you, we, we're vets now, you know. And now you've been in different organizations. The PFL is unique in its own right. A couple of different things. One, obviously, you have the, the lights and the glitz of ESPN. But also, it's that season, man. For yourself, man, how has that been for you? And how do you how do you feel this is in comparison to every other organization that you've actually competed in? I like this. Uh, you know, COVID changed some things. Obviously, we're dealing with a little bit of a bubble before these fights. I, I don't even mind the bubble. I think the bubble is a, is a great opportunity to kind of settle in your environment, get used to, to uh, the venue you're going to be fighting in and the people you're going to be around. This feels like a uh, second nature to me. I've been in this venue particularly for what five weeks by the time this Thursday comes in between two. Absolutely. Um, I think the PFL is very organized and uh, they pay attention to the fighters. It's a fighter first organization. And uh, that's dope. Everything seems to be uh, lining up for us to have a great uh, business relationship going into the future. That's awesome. Well, well let me, let's get into this thing because I, I mean, I want people to know who Jordan Young is. Okay. And again, Got one of the best beards in the game, uh, but we have to go with this. We got to ask you, man. So what for yourself, man, what brought you to MMA? What was it that actually stood out? I mean, dude, you're 6'4". You're a big dude. Most people 6'4 out there, are they hooping or are they knocking people out in the football field? What, what, what brought you to MMA? So, you know, just like what you were saying, people with my size play other sports typically. And, uh, you know, I play some basketball, but I wasn't the most athletic kid at that time. You know what I mean? I didn't mm -hmm. have the best footwork and pivoting and whatnot. I was a, a center, obviously. Um, centers, 6'4 for a center is, is, isn't, isn't super big, but in the, in the high school level, in the, in the, you know, That's huge that, for high school. you're going you're gonna to be, you're going to be big. So, you know, um, I just, that didn't work out for me. And then uh, I had a couple mm -hmm. colleges looking at me football wise, but my sophomore nice. year, I just kind of started to realize that um, there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle that have to be put together when you're, when you're doing football. Um, I, I don't want to be looked at as like a former football player because it, it never was like, oh, this is my future. You know what I mean? I was playing mm -hmm. football, but I kind of knew that uh, if you want to have a future in football, you needed coaches and, and recruiters and scouts and all these all these people to kind of put you in position. You know, you could be a great – there's a lot of great players that don't make it to the top. 
and uh, oh yeah and fighting there's a lot of facets that go into the game too but ultimately if you're winning you're going to keep moving forward you know what i mean when a team wins uh that light is spread across you know a lot of different players that's true man no that's real um it's interesting also man because and again one of the biggest reasons the main reasons that I started the show is because I always felt as if we're the ones in the cage. You got black and brown dudes out there doing the work, but no one's telling our stories, you know? So as a black dude, especially with as crazy as 2020 was and everything, like how does that feel to bring that into the cage? Like, you know what? I am representing the culture when I actually come in here. 100%, you know, uh, in, in the sport of MMA, I feel like I, I am the culture a little bit. Like, you know, there's a lot of guys and uh, yeah. some of the, I don't want to diss nobody. But some of these mm -hmm. guys that get looked at, you know, um, it's not about who's the 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 the, the this or that, like the most. You know, I don't even want to use certain words, but like, you know, some of these dudes that get looked at as maybe the culture or they do certain things with their career. When they get up there, they start playing around with rap. Hey, I, 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 you're more than welcome to say whatever you want on here, bro. You can call them out. You can talk some shit. It don't even matter. <laughs> sure. so I just don't have nothing personal against some of these guys. But you got guys who maybe a part of African-American community who, who get looked at as like the culture and MMA a little bit, but these guys, you know, and there's nothing wrong with going to college and playing college sports, but Thanks. if you went to college at a white school and, 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 and you did a sport like maybe say wrestling, which is dominated by uh, white athletes and, you know, like, I don't necessarily think that you could be the culture. You feel me? You can't, um, for example, this is no disrespect to the champ. This is not a, no disrespect to the champ, but like uh, Kamal Usman, he just came from mm -hmm. You know, much respect to him and, and the whole nine. Yeah. They, in college, they was calling him Marty. I heard. Yeah, you know I mean, crazy. That, you can't be the culture, sir. You can't be the culture. And and then you know, um, it's all well. I just I feel I am the culture, and um, I love that. All, all, everything that, that they, all, everything that the you know, young guys are, are striving and putting their freedom on the risk uh, on the line to to obtain and the things that people uh, care about. You know what I mean? Uh, these are all things I, I partake into. I care about. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm living like that and. Uh, you know, I think that we're all um, more alike than we think. Oh, I, I, I mean, that's that's 100 percent on point. And then I got to ask you this again, speaking of the culture, because it is interesting that. You know how it is. People look at it, you know, obviously, I think that Amer sports culture a lot of times is from our culture. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have to ask you this. How do you feel we make this sport more popular within our culture? What it, what is it that as, as the athletes, what do we have to do? To go out there and let cats know, fam, we, we got whiz. We got all these people out here looking to try to get it cracking with us. Well, what is it? How can we get like really in the forefront of the culture? Man, that's a that's a great question. It's, uh, you know, I think it's it's happening a little bit. It's becoming more to fruition. But like, even the biggest star in the sport is Conor McGregor, and I have nothing to say about Conor. I like Conor. Uh, I like yeah. Conor in different parts of my career. Um, you know, a lot of Connor's personality is built off black culture, if you will, the music, the clothes. Um, and a lot of this comes from Floyd Mayweather. He's the creator and the originator of this style. And uh, when Floyd does it, he's hated for it. When Connor does it, he's he's praised for it. So there's definitely right. a difference there. Now, Connor has a little bit of a sense of humor and he does things just a little bit different. But um, you can tell who he was motivated by, where, where oh, he got from. Facts. And, uh, you know, to answer your question, I just think that... Um, People just need to open their eyes and, and pay attention to, to what's going on. You know what I mean? You got more stars yeah. rising in the sport. Like Israel Sarnia is doing a great job right now of connecting with Killing it. Uh, people from this generation. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, man. Well, okay. Well, let, let's, let's shift gears a little bit because you did talk about the entertainment of combat sports. 
And we're seeing a whole bunch of tomfoolery. We we have obviously the Trillers and the, the Jake Pauls and everybody's doing everything. But what is it that the actual athletes in the cage, because it is about, about entertainment. How do you bring entertainment specifically to what you do? I think you just have to be yourself. Everybody's entertaining in a different way. You know what I mean? Uh, for me, I like talking during my fights. I like uh, being myself. I like, um, you know, if I get asked the right questions before a fight, they're usually entertaining. You know what I mean? The thing is with me is that I'm still, I'm a young guy and I'm young in my career. So people are still learning about who I am and what I have to bring to the sport. Mm -hmm. So uh, I feel like when you get a little bit more well-known, they know what to ask you or how to deal with you. When they don't know you, they don't know necessarily how to market you or how to present you. So uh, as I get deeper in my career, I think that uh, the fans will get to see more of who I am and things will align, you know? Okay. No, that, I, I love that, man, because I think a lot of times that is it, right? We don't have the opportunities to sit there and, and, and shine, you know? You don't have the opportunities to sit there and actually, we all we do is let our fighting speak for itself, which... It's dope. That's what we want. That's what we're here for. Right. But uh, now we're finally starting to see. It. And again, being on platforms like ESPN and you have this amazing tournament style. So let me ask you this. You, you, 2020 was interesting. Again, you were, you, you were recovering from injury, but you were able to, because the PFL is essentially off last season, you're able to heal up and just train your ass off. How was last year for you during the pandemic and just in, in the recovery process? How was that for you? Um, you know, I was able to uh, just go ahead and focus on everything that was MMA, um, everything that was uh, MMA uh, oriented. And I was just able to clean up different parts of my game that like when you're in the actual fight game and you're fighting uh, every three to four months or every, you know, some people fight twice a year, every six months, whatever the case may be. You're a little bit more focused on the moving parts right. of your career and what you can do right now to be successful, not necessarily what you can do to change something change a habit or a tendency now that will affect your career in six months from now, eight months from now. So I was able to uh, focus a little bit more on uh, changing things for this PFL season and also being prepared for this new style of fighting, which is a season. You know what I mean? So how was you, do you specifically like, because I know a lot of times people are getting ready for camps. We have eight weeks. That's it. Eight weeks. You know, you, you chill for, like you said, however long it is. The fact that you do have to end up having a season and win or lose in a couple of weeks, people have fights again. How do you prepare for that? What is it? Is it just a different mentality switch or is it just that, you know what? I just have to stay in shape. Yeah, you know, I think it worked out and my benefit because I'm somebody who trains year round and I'm living like that. So I'm always ready to fight. Always, you know, if, uh, if you just give me proper notice, I can make the weight and, and show up and perform. Um, so for me, it, it works out well because in the other styles of MMA, you fight and then you're waiting on somebody to call you to give you your next fight. Um, you kind of already know that you're going to fight again right now. So I'm not a guy who trains hard for eight weeks and then takes three weeks off eating whatever or anything like that. But it kind of eliminates those guys from the, the situation. You kind of have to live this lifestyle and, uh, you know, show up, make weight, take a few days off, enjoy yourself and then get right back into the game. So um, it's just helped solidify how I was already nice. living. Oh, I mean, and, and it, I think it really does promote that martial artist lifestyle, right? The, the We always have to be in shape. We always have to be ready. And it's like, it, it really brings it that, you know, you stay ready. You don't have to get ready. So it's really dope, uh, in my opinion, with that one. Um, all right, let me, let me ask you this. Because we have a lot of, obviously, coming up in martial arts and loving, you know, martial arts, all of us have a couple different things. We have fights that brought us to it. 
and we have movies that brought us to the game. Yeah. We're going to go both. I'm going to start with the fights. If you have your choice, what is that fight that when you first saw, whenever it was back in the day when we were kids, it just blew your mind. You're like, I have to do that. What fight was it for you? Um, I don't know if it was a particular fight, just the aura Kimbo Slice had. Uh, I, I was a, I was a big Kimbo fan. I like what Kimbo would do. He would just hop out the Hummer with his chains on and go and go scuff somebody up. So I like Kimbo a lot. And then as I actually started paying attention to MMA, a fight that I watched uh, very frequently was Nick Diaz um, versus Tekkenai uh, Gomi. Diaz oh. versus Pride. Um, in Pride, yep. Yeah, that was a that was a fight that I uh, appreciated a lot and would watch a lot in high school. Oh man, dude, that that was yo. People forget, and we all love Nate. I, I, I'm a Nathan Diaz fan. We all are, but yo, cats forget how cold Nick was. Nick is a monster, and the fact that he might be coming back, I don't know about you. I'm excited. I think this is gonna be sick. Uh, and you know, Kimbo was a bad dude. Anybody who wore a wave cap and they was bald, you got to be terrified of. So you got to be. So it, it's dope to hear, you know, Kimbo, you know, you know, salute to Kimbo, you know, RIP to the man. Um, you're down there at American Top Team now as, as well. You're in his old stomping grounds. Bro, how has that, because I've, I've, for a long time now, have called American Top Team the best team in MMA. For yourself, man, how is that training being there day in, day out, down there in, in Coconut Creek? How has that been for you? It's been amazing, uh, you know. I wanted to make fighting my career. I took it very serious, so I came to the best place in the world. And, um, you know, having the best coaches and the best training partners, you know, Dan Lambert, the owner of America Top Team, he does a great job of providing the, the fighters and the coaching staff with whatever we feel we'll need to be uh, successful. And I think that the, the proof is in the pudding, you know what I mean? We've been successful in every organization from Pride to UFC. I mean, not Pride, um, 1FC to UFC to um, yeah, Pride 2.0. We know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, all right, cool. Let, let's let's talk before we get you. I have to ask you this again. We talk about movies. We all we we got every everything from John Wick to Bruce Lee. Yeah. What is your favorite martial arts flick of all time? Give me a top three. Top three favorite martial arts flicks. I like the Game of Death uh, with with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, Yo, cats forget Kareem could actually get busy. Legit martial artist. Yeah, I like I like that one a lot. Um, I like uh, let's see. It's a great question, man. I like uh, <laughs> I like Michael Jai White. I like Michael Jai White. He didn't he didn't get to release any films that were like groundbreaking with the martial arts that I would have. Yeah, this movie called Blood and Bone that I that I can appreciate. Yeah, he broke. Fam. Hey, speaking of Kimbo Slice, the intro, the intro scene with the cats forget Kimbo was in the jail. Yo, that movie is one of my all, I don't care what nobody says. It's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, it's like a little bit of a little ghetto classic, but I, I like that one a lot. That one's good. And um, for a third one, I go with Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy. Yeah. You want to talk about Show the enough. There we go. Culture. People don't know about the culture. You know what I'm saying? They'll tell you Bruce Lee, but Bruce Leroy, you know what I'm saying? From Harlem. Yes, sir. Yo, one of the best movies of all time. Cats gotta get on it. And again, you you without the American Top Team, I, I shit, we're the, the stomping grounds of the actual, the real life living Bruce Leroy out there doing his thing. Uh, brother, I told you, like I said, I know we didn't have a lot of time. Um, 
I appreciate all your time. You have an amazing matchup coming up. Before we get you out of here, I have to ask you about this fight. After you get this W this week, because again, we're going like obviously that's how we feel. What's next for for Jordan Young going into the future? And first things first, I'm gonna go home and spend some time with my great being and my people. You know, they've been missing me while I'm in this uh, this quarantine. <laughs> Once I get them home and taken out and uh, get them taken care of, then uh, you know we're getting ready for Hollywood. I anticipate being in uh, to the semifinals, which will be at the Hard Rock in Hollywood, Florida. That's my yep. backyard. Um, I stay in Broward County. I, there we I, go. I anticipate uh, fans being allowed into the into the venue, hopefully. And with that, I anticipate there being a lot of Jordan Young supporters. There it is, man. With Jordan Young, brother, much continued success. You've been killing it. Like I said, 11-1, about to be 12-1, about to fight filthy Tom Lawler in uh, here in Atlantic City. I'm actually in, in New York randomly. I'm an L.A. dude, but... I'm in New York visiting, so whatever. <laughs> so I'm um, glad joining. I can't wait to see you, brother. Much same success. Um, really quick, where can the people find you? So everybody can check me out on Instagram at jay185. That's where I'm most predominant, and that's where I spend most of my time on social media. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, you for giving me the interview, Serge. And then I want to give a shout out to uh, the PFL for this opportunity come Thursday. Dan Lambert, an American top team, and also uh, Aaron Pouncey and the rest of my sponsors. There it is, man. Hey, well, brother, congratulations. I'm, I'm actually really happy we're able to do this. Uh, quick, funny story. When I first started this a couple years ago, we, we, I, I, said, I've been, I was trying to reach out to a bunch of dudes, but I had zero name. And now I'm starting to do it. But, dude, you've always been a dude that I've, I've, you've been on my radar. I think you're an absolute beast. Seriously, man, much continued success. Really happy we're able to do this with you today. My man, reach out whenever, brother. Absolutely, ready. Take care. Uh, everybody, Jordan Young. My, yes, sir. All right, everybody. That was PFL Light Heavyweight Contender Jordan Young. He is competing again this week, the 17th, in Atlantic City um, at the Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic. That is going to be PFL 5. Check that out everywhere. That is going to be on ESPN. That is ESPN Plus and as well as ESPN 2. Great show. They have been absolutely killing it. The PFL has been so much fun this year. Really, it went from an organization that people really weren't talking as much about, but with the system that they have in place, with the season that they have going, I'm telling you, it is so much fun. Upsets left and right, names you haven't heard of coming out there and absolutely destroying people. I love what I'm seeing with this one. This fight is headlined by Rory McDonald facing Glayson Tebow. That is coming at you live again this uh, Thursday, the 17th. But thank you to our guest, Jordan Young, for joining us on the show today. Thank you for the PFL for having him join us as well. We will see you guys next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Peace out.